Asylum Wrestling fanatics and listeners, and welcome to another episode of Friday Night Fights, a worldwide wrestling actual play podcast. I am your creative, the game master for this amazing podcast, Mikey. You can follow me on all of the socials at Pop Culture Geek. You can also follow us at D&D Vitri Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us there to stay up to date when all these amazing podcasts will be released. We got seven actual play podcasts and three regular podcasts. It's a great time. There's something for everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight is going to be a very special episode of Friday Night Fights as we are officially at our first pay-per-view. The lockdown pay-per-view is finally here, and if you have been listening to us for the last couple of episodes, things have gotten crazy, and the turning point will begin tonight. But I cannot do this alone. I have an amazing cast with me. So we're going to go around, do introductions. They can tell you who they are what projects they got going on, and who they are playing as well as their gimmicks. So, we are going to start things off with our newest cast member. Echo, you are first up to the plate. By newest, I missed one episode. Uh, yes, I played John and the Glass Man, the greatest manager duo ever. Thank you. I am also... Corey O'Reilly in City of Mist, your favorite Irish mobster. I ha- I will be in Hecna as Nicholas Heisenberg, our st- our silvery stringy friend, and I will be playing a mystery character. You have to appear in that if you want to know what character I'm playing in D and D Academy. And I play Albert the Owlbear on TikTok and. I'm sorry, everyone. It's taking me a while. I have to find Albert to start the recordings. I'm sorry. Forgive me, please. And I pass it on. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Alrighty. So, next up, we have the one and only Mini. How's it going, guys? Minimas2218. Um, just going to throw it out there real quick that Blitzen is actually the greatest manager ever. But... You guys can follow me on all the socials, the same name. I just posted my first TikTok the other day. I am playing Mr. Axel, the one and only one of the founding members of the Cole Club with me and Bjorn. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and support this squad of the fiercest competitors in uh, IEW. Goodness, I love it. Right. Next on our list, we have the one and only John. Hi. I am John Crossway playing Bjorn Kringleson, the other half of the Call Club. And we've been working on merch, by the way. It looks really good, at least to us. Like, we're satisfied with the goal of the merch content that we have going. I'm on the TikTok. I'm not posting like I should be. But I, had a, I have a few various projects and things hopefully coming out sometime this year. I don't know, because time is an illusion. I teach at way too many colleges, and sometimes I'm funny. And sometimes I'm just annoying, but I try to have a healthy balance. I think that's it. Anything oh else I need goodness. to say? That sounds like me, right? Uh, yeah, that's uh, you in a nutshell. <laughs> me in a nutshell? Slightly erotic Viking Santa? Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I'll take that. Oh my goodness. The, this, this is going to be a great time. All right. Next up on our list, we have Adolfo. Lulos Programas, I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. You can find me on the TikTok and Instagram as the nerdy Puerto Rican. I also have my podcast. 
The Nerdy Puerto Ricas, which episode 5 will be coming out shortly. I am also playing in the Furisato game here on Divide Tribe Productions and the Academy Dungeons & Dragons game here on the D&D Vibe Tribe. But on Friday Night Fights, I play the Macho Mage Silver Sparkle Zap. Coming to the pay-per-view with a little razzle-dazzle. Oh my gosh, it never gets old, and I love it. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast, just know that all of our mics are muted to give Adolfo the floor, and we're cheering and screaming the entire time (laughs) as the voice comes out. (laughs) And the sunglasses, cannot forget the glasses. Oh, it's perfect. It is so good. Bad audio podcasting, still. And of course, last but not least, we can, I cannot do this alone. This man is also going to be the DM for the Academy, but I'll let him explain more of that in his little spiel. We have the one and only Chris. Hello, I'm Chris. I also go by Riku, depending on if there's multiple Chris's, <laughs> as we actually do have now at in the academy i am on the tiktoks as puppy riku and everywhere else as pup riku uh so follow me whatever i gotta post more to tiktok and i will be soon here on the vibe tribe i also appear in furisato as kaiba kaito shiba sorry about that and i am your lovely dm for the academy which, as you've heard them say, is a D&D podcast, but it also has elements from D20 Modern. So, very big, m- modern era, modern magic, techno magic, uh, graffiti, city. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. And I have Adolfo, Echo, and Mikey, who will also be playing with us. So, this will be fun. As well as a few others that you may or may not he- have heard here on the vibe tribe but tonight i am playing the umbro talon also known as umbra your provocateur and it is gonna be a big night for everybody here because things are about to get real so before we jump straight into the action i would like to give this little uh info dump to all our listeners so if this is your first time getting to this point in the series welcome hi you can definitely jump in here but i totally recommend you listening to the other episodes to see the build-up of why we got here <laughs> and the way- things that transpired because ooh, howdy did things get crazy but the way that these pay-per-view special episodes are going to work is we are just going to jump straight into the action championships are going to be on the line and so I don't want to say this is the more serious show, but there are stakes in these pay-per-view episodes, so it's about to get buck-wild. Jeez Louise, it's about to get crazy. What but, would we charge for this pay-per-view? Are we, would we charge normal human rights? Are we charging, like, ridiculous, like, stupid, like, $100 a view, like, stuff? Are we a good pay-per-view? We're in somebody's backyard or pay- warehouse or something like yeah. that, so the it's, payment it's probably, is in kittens. It's probably CCTV. Oh, no. So maybe CCTV. <laughs> it's on Axis TV. Listen, but you know what? It's fine because it's going to be good. It's really because it's it like, does for, for five dollars. Oh, yes. You can watch your live feed of a bunch of psychos in an abandoned hospital. 
I would ah, buy, I'd buy stop, that every time. Stop, stop, Tina. <laughs> I was just be like, yes, it's going to be great. But yes, so stakes are high in these pay-per-view episodes, so it's about to get buck wild. So with introductions out of the way, let us begin the lockdown pay-per-view special. <laughs> As always, Insane Asylum Wrestling is coming from you live from your house or outside your house down the street you should probably take a look outside you want to know why you keep complaining to your landlord what the bunch of noise complaints that's because iaw's arena is like right outside your house come stop by it's a great time we promise but the audience has been pretty consistently large when it comes to iaw but as always with a pay-per-view special you have a full house there is no seat left (laughs) and this is a packed house the iaw pay-per-views have always been something sight to behold and everyone knows that has been following insane asylum wrestling that if you don't come see one of the pay-per-views live you are missing out because they are the most wildest things on the planet as the lights dim in the arena as usual, the IAW Titantron begins to play the intro bumper and the music gets to kick in. But as it is playing, this time you get the audience see a special video package of all the different wrestlers, part of IAW, giving their little spiel about lockdown and what it means and just building up the hype until the video cuts out and the pyro goes off showing the special titantron for the lockdown pay-per-view the stage still has the medical bay doors but the stage is now decked out in all types of cages and barbed wire there is random cop cars on the stage Lockdown is one of the bigger pay-per-views for IAW, and they go all out for their shows. The pyro once again kicks off. The lights go up. The audience in adulation begins to scream and cheer as the camera pans over to our commentator. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tony Delant, and welcome to the Lockdown pay-per-view. Lockdown is sponsored by insert product here because we don't want to get copyrighted <laughs> and by <laughs> yes ladies and gentlemen we have an amazing pay-per-view for you tonight let us begin by going over what is at stake here at lockdown tonight we will begin with the finals of the iaw number one contenders tournament this tournament has seen a lot of upsets some shocking moments, and a little bit of good wrestling. But who will emerge victorious? Will it be the lovable loser, as he has been dubbed by the IAW faithful Macho Mage? Or will the monster Axel rise to the occasion and become the ultimate victor? We will find out, as that is going to open us for tonight. But in addition, we also have... Our triple threat full metal mayhem match for the IAW Tag Team Championships. Will the Sakura Bombs continue their historic reign? Or will the newly found faction of the Cole Club or the Bayou Brotherhood be able to take those titles from our champions? 
We will find out when all hell breaks loose and these three teams will go buck wild. After that, in our semi-main event of the night, our number one contender winner will take on our IAW champion, Tana. Will Tana be able to hold on to her championship or will the number one contender pull an upset and dethrone the queen from her throne? And in our main event tonight, we see one of the new rising stars of IAU, Umbra, take on Elk in the inaugural Bedlam Break match to become the first ever Bedlam Break champion. Ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be a great night. And here to usher in this momentous occasion is our general manager, Miss Stonebrook. From the Titantron, you just see Miss Stonebrook wearing a very nice, like, denim pantsuit number going on. She has, like, the most ridiculous 10-gallon hat going on, also made of denim. And she comes out, and she begins speaking to the IAW audience, getting them riled up, introducing the pay-per-view yada. While this is going on, the camera's going to push back into the Trauma Bay doors, where we see... All of the wrestlers in the IAW locker room. Some are just getting comfortable finding a seat near the many different TVs to watch if you go down. Some of the different factions are together. The camera goes over to a nicely locker room where we find Umbra getting ready for their match to Umbra. As you are getting ready you feel something touch the base of your leg just patting you i i just glance down at my leg while still like putting together my clothes and my outfit for tonight <laughs> to see what i see so as you glance down you notice that patting you is blitzen the unofficial mascot of the Cole Club, as well as the Cole Club's manager. So, in addition to seeing Blitzen is dressed in a very nice little suit getup with a tiny little bow tie. <laughs> but no, more so important, <laughs> right? I need that as merch. I need that as merch. Listen, yeah, if I can need, find someone to. Yeah, we need cute little Blitzen in fancy clothes. Like, we need to figure that out. <laughs> I, can, I can see what I can do. <laughs> Eventually, when we get there, if we can make a Blitzen plushie, those will sell like hotcakes. <laughs> but besides... Make, make, make dice holders and they'll sell even faster. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves, but that is something now I gotta write down. Damn it. But anyways, so Umbra, as you are looking down at cute little blitz in his little suit and bow tie you also notice that he has a piece of paper kind of clenched in between his teeth kind of mm. rolled up so before i noticed that i'm just like look at you little cutie and i like pick him up and how the lockers have that upper shelf uh-huh and i just prop him on the upper shelf and i'm just looking right at him and and then i noticed the paper did you get into the trash again oh Listen, this isn't food. I don't know what the guys are feeding you, but this shouldn't be it. What is this anyway? And I go ahead and unroll it to see what it was. 
Okay, so as you unfurl it, you just see it. I, okay, rewind a bit. I barely even open it and I see the crayon and I just go, oh, it's from Axel. Yeah, because Axel is the only one who really writes in Cram, but that is why we love him. But yeah, so in Cram, the message is this meet me boiler room. <laughs> oh, I hope everything's all right. Uh. All right. All right, Blitzen. Show me where he's at. And I pick him up, put him on my shoulder, and maybe have him, like, meow as I'm going the right way <laughs> towards the boil room. In addition, Before he's using his go... paws to point in the direction. <laughs> yes! I... Like, a, just a big old what's it called? A compass? A furry compass? Before <laughs> you go to the boiler room, I said this last time at the start of the last session, a grass man comes up and gives you a fancy letter. I'm assuming you... Because, unfortunately, folks, I wasn't really here for most of last <laughs> session. I just learned what happened. Uh, so you're There's probably looking a lot different than you did last time, right? It is a... Let me explain this. This man, plant matter all over. You don't know if it's even human. He's got mm -hmm. giant metal claws, and he's giving you this fancy letter, wax seal and all. I, like, take it, like, almost, like, by the corner, as if it's, like, gross or something, and I go, oh, looks like you got into the trash, too. <laughs> like, it just stares at you. Thanks. Like, and, he is the trash man. <laughs> and I go ahead and start, continue my walk. I just, like, fucking weirdo. As I'm walking, I go to open it up to see what the hell this was. So you open up this wax seal. So it's the it same is, thing in nicer handwriting, though. Prima Britain, like. Wait, you're asking to meet in the boiler room, too? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wait, it's a note written in, like, Constitution handwriting that says, meet me in the boiler room? It's like when SpongeBob's yes. trying to write his paper after four hours, he only writes one letter. Yes. <laughs> That's so, sounds as I'm looking to this at this, do I run into any other wrestlers on my way, just milling about or anything? Yeah, you see a couple of wrestlers, Team Surf and Turf, kind of just chilling along with Kid Cuts, like kind of plastered to one of the TVs. They see you walking by, they just give you a little yeah. nod and wave. I'm going to walk up to kids, Kid Cuts and be like, Hey, buddy, so apparently the bathroom's out of toilet paper, and it's going to be a while before they they're able to get more in so here you could probably use this and i hand him the letter that grassman gave me and i just walk wow we listen i live for the drama <laughs> there will be consequences for this the, does the grassman see this no he does not because i'm in control of the world <laughs> i want no. to know how i want to know how hard i can go on revenge don't worry about it. We'll do that. So, yeah, you make your way to the boiler room. So, Blitzing just points in at the door. <laughs> All right. I go and just open the door. Walk on in. So Tell you walk really had it up. This is your first time in the boiler room now that I yeah. think about it. I'm glad I brought the, the sleeveless hoodie this time. Mm, okay, so as you're continuing down the stairs, you reach the bottom floor of the boiler room. 
It's nicely, it's a lot nicely lit, more than it usually is, because the camera crew is there, but we don't worry about that. But <laughs> you make your way down, and in one corner, you see your homies, Axel and Bjorn. Oddly enough, you also see Macho Mage in here, because now he's part of the faction too, so... You see those three, and then in the other corner, you see the Bayou Brotherhood, Louisiana Man, Harl, and Ava just chilling there as well. The Grass Man is now there as well. You just, you just, just slink just... in from the darkness? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I don't even I don't even break step and I'm already just walking straight towards the cold club. I might look I think I'm gonna look over at the others and just be like, Oh hey guys, long time to see and just keep walking. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we love it. So you walk up over no to Axel. He's just, I ain't got time for all this. So yeah, yeah. so Umbra, you walk over to Axel and the rest of the gang. Yep. And I see Axel, I was like, Axel, uh, everything going alright? I got your note. I gave you a bag, and I bribed the seamstress, so mm-hmm. I knew what you were wearing tonight, and it's basically your outfit that you're going to wear tonight, but in Cold Club version of it. Uh, if you wanted to join me, Bjorn, and I read off my hand, Macho Mage. Oh, I know who Macho Mage is. Mm-hmm. I don't think Macho Macho Mage. We haven't actually crossed paths this entire time, have we? So, Macho Mage is in the corner, and there's a table, at that a small table that's set up, and there's like potions like bubbling in it. And uh, there's a little cauldron, like smoke whispering from the cauldron, and Macho May just double, double toil and trouble. Yomra! Salutations and greetings. Health, have this health potion. Yeah, it's a cool club exclusive. The grassman just just steals a little bit of of the drink from the cauldron. I I am going to, as he's going for it, just give him a just give him a. a huge shove into the wall as I grab it. As if it was just no effort. Holy oh, shit, bro. <laughs> no fucks! Oh, wow. I, I go ahead and grab it. I'm like, you know I miss these buddies. <laughs> and wow. I go and take a huge... I just down it in one. It's right. Like, Drink up the wellness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that I can count. This is great. Like, Sin, you're the one that brought me into this world. I'm glad to help in any way possible. I'm going to Let's fucking walk, go. I'm gonna walk up not right behind Umbra, but like close, and I'm just gonna whistle. And I'm gonna see Blitzen turn around and jump three or four feet from one shoulder to my shoulder. Just boom. Uh I'm going to reach into my sack and uh I'm pulling out a present. Not very big. Ooh. Maybe like a it's like a foot. Is this by a brand new sack? This is a di- yeah, it's a brand it's a different sack, like stitched up. Like, in shattered timbles, but it's still a sack. But it's a box. I don't know if you're gonna need this or not. But, you'll know when to use it. Don't open it until you're ready. I was gonna gonna say, if you're gonna say don't open it until Christmas, I was gonna be really worried. No, that's not (laughs) not gonna help you. You might need it in 20 minutes. But, you'll know when. You'll know when. Alright. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I mm. wish I had something for you. It's all right. I'm not in the business of getting. I'm in the business of giving. Yeah, but, uh, I always thought you were a top. 
my I'm gosh. I'm gonna just barely, I'm just gonna barely hear that. Just barely hear that and turn and go, wait, what? And, and. What? <laughs> just what? what? <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> Take any opportunity to make something. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> Use this to the erotic Viking Santa Claus. This is true. I'm gonna slightly adjust my pants just a little. Make sure the, <laughs> belt, make sure the belt is where it needs to be, and then uh, grab the sack with Blitzen, and then head out of the boiler room. Oh my gosh! <laughs> John McCoy is just <sighs> sitting down, watching the TV screen in the boiler room. <laughs> I don't know why you. these guys took our boiler room. We were here first. Why are we? <laughs> I love the word in the room, not the you locker just hear, room. I'm going to make a deal with the Louisiana man as well. If I'm going to put a slightly other stimulation with the match. If he agrees, he can totally say no. If one of us pins one of his guys, they have to leave the boiler room. But if one of them pins one of us, we have to leave the boiler room. Oh, my God. You see the grass man just look at you and it's like, he's like, like making the hand just like, is this man dumb? I will allow it, Axel. It depends. It's up to you. So if you do this handshake, it's I. I sh yeah, that's the bet. That's whoever ends up with the championships is keeps the boiler room. The soccer bombs just pop in from the door. If we pin either one of you, we take the boiler room. Closes the door. HFTX <laughs> takes the boiler room. You see, you see, grass that's the added stipulation. The titles and the boiler room are on the line. The the Grassman and Blitzen are just working on the contract right now in the background. I love that we, we have like Blitzen just pointing have, with like, their a, paw like here and here. Yeah, 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 like pop prints and initials. Yeah. I love yeah, that we, we have. Just like, like, we, I love how this cat can't even speak like normal English, but again, it's smarter than Axel. I, I, I like the idea that it's paw prints for him and it's slash marks for the grass man. That's how they sign the contracts. Jeez Louise. Yeah, this and is let the record show that we bit. probably have a multi million dollar locker room, but we all hang out in the boiler room. Like, we're not even where the lockers and the showers are. Listen, Dude. all things, like, all things wrestling, the boiler room is where it's at sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'll come in here. It's a nice... I could definitely use this place as a sauna, but my outfit's staying in the locker room. It's great for potions. <laughs> the, gra the grassman just put, puts a finger up, like, and nods. I have new in trouble, yeah. As the Macho Mage just keeps going back to the cauldron. The Grassman add, the, the grass adds some crows of feathers into the cauldron as well. Jeez oh my Christ. gosh, y'all. Jeez Louise. And I, on I was that about, note... I, I was, yeah, just keep going. <laughs> go. on, that, the reins. on that note, we're going to... like We get a crossfade like effect going on, and it takes us back to the ring. We see our lovely correspondent... Our ring announcer woman, Miss Terry Delant. Terry is wearing a very nice and very sexy, like, little red number. She's got, like, some, a flower crown in her head. She's doing all right. Pay-per-views is usually when our commentators and our announcers get dressed up. So she takes the microphone. The following contest is... The finals of the IAU number one contenders tournament. The winner of this match will go on to face the IAW champion Tana later tonight in the lockdown pay-per-view. And as because it is decided by me, 
Axel, you are going to make your entrance first. Because this is pay-per-view, and I'd love to see it, what does your pay-per-view entrance look like, and what does the ring gear look like for the pay-per-view for this match? So, in, just like last week, the breakdown for Slaughter to Bevel's Bobby Yaga starts to play, but instead of the lights flashing in white and black, they're red and black. Uh, right as the breakdown hits, Axel comes out of the floor with like a fog machine going off. And this now wearing a Instead of a black, completely covering top, it's Cold Club, so it's red and green with the Cold Club emblem on it. Wearing those, like, sweatpants kind of shorts. And now wearing, instead of a towel, there is a full mask covering his face. Very reminiscent of the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider look with these large horns coming out of it. He wears that. It's all red when he comes up to the ring. As the song's going, and he does the little hops and jumps up to the ropes with more pyros going off on the four corners. And he just wears this mask and takes it off, just holds it up in the air, as wait, and it just kind of sits back in the corner. So as you're sitting back in the corner, you survey the audience. And in the front row, little Miss Tina, the animal Samaritan lady, your boss, she's kind of, sh- she waves at you. And she just gives you the thumbs up, like, you're doing good, baby. <laughs> so she's come out to support you. Tao out in the audience that it's an advertisement for the shelter. Yes. I still support the shelter. Don't worry. <laughs> he might be a monster in the ring, but in his heart. So as you're chilling in your corner, Macho Mage, you're making your entrance next. So what does the pay-per-view entrance look like for him? And what is his pay-per-view attire the entrance everything goes dark for a minute for a moment dramatic pause and then instead of the usual black sabbath playing death clocks awaken starts to play except in the first like there's like a quick strobe and then there's a spotlight and it's a corner and in that corner, it looks like the Macho Mage is standing there. And then it goes dark again. And then, da-da, there's another strobe. And then another corner. And then it looks like the Macho Mage is over there. But he's not, right? And it does that for that beginning. Da-da-dun. And then when the music kicks in and it starts with the awaken, awaken, the two spotlight beams shoot to the roof over the ring. And the Macho Mage comes floating down. From the roof, wearing his satin wizard's hat, his special one-piece sunglasses. He has his his a wizardly robe. However, this wizardly robe is bedazzled in sparkly sweet sequins, and. He's holding his hands aloft like this and his robe, so he looks like he's like flying. And on the back of the robe, it says Cool Club. And he has the half-cut shirt with the tassels, but the tassels are sparkly and like rhinestone He has the briefs and then, of course, his knee pads and his, his boots. And he just comes floating down. And as he floats down, the spots just... Just follow it down. And then as he touches down, there's like a flash and the lights go back on. And pyro when the lights go back on. And he's standing in the middle of the ring. 
And that's his entrance. Yes. I'm here for it all. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I could never one-up one of Macho Mage's entrances. Just no. N- never. Just and so we love it. I thought the mask was cool, then he came up with this, and I'm like, all right. This is what's <laughs> going on now. So, as I'm both of you... <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, he just pulled I'm, a Shawn Michaels. And just... Shawn Michaels, like, wrestled, and it was like WrestleMania, like, what, 15? When he came down in the cable, yeah. <laughs> Such yep. an iconic moment. But as the two of you are resting in your corners a little bit, you take a look into the audience. Axel, you have Tina. Macho Mage, do you see for you... (laughs) So, you have been in this business for a very long time. Most of the time, you're used to lose or to enhance talent and kind of push over the newer stars. But you have gained a dedicated fan base. So as you look over Macho Page, you see a group of three kind of grown men in their late 40s, early 50s that have been following your storied career. So the three of them are like in like very haberdashed, like bootleg wizards robes and hats. But they are losing their absolute minds. As the three of them are shouting, Macho Mage, Macho Mage. (laughs) So they have followed your career in multiple promotions. They are always here at the pay-per-views. They may be the only three of the fan club, but they are your ride or dies. (laughs) How old are they? We'll get into... So they're in the... The three of them, they range from like early 40s to late 50s so these are grown ass men that's what i was thinking (laughs) (laughs) this is grown ass men and especially since macho mage has been in this business for a long time (laughs) these are like fully full beer belly midwestern dudes dressed like the macho mage i think that's fantastic these are three dads who you know what no this is what we're gonna create their backstory right now (laughs) these are like three these are three suburban stay-at-home dads, so they are woke, and their wives, uh, their partners, they work, and they stay at home with the kids, but as a compromise, they are able to come to all the IAW pay-per-views, and in the case with Macho Mage, their wives are cool with following, letting them go and see Macho Mage perform at the pay-per-views. They're diehard IAW. Their names are John, Slim, and Tim. We'll come up with... It's like... Tim... John, John Sl- Slim, and Jim. John, Slim, and Jim. Okay, that is their names now. John, Slim, and Jim are the three dads. So they're just cheering you on. But for both you, Macho Mage, and Axel, as you look around the arena, you just see the audience are split cheering for both of you. And for an opening match, this is a big moment for each of your guys' chapters in the careers. So, the ref comes in and signals for both of you to come to the center of the ring. For these pay-per-view specials, we are going to do... I'm going to take... I'm basically taking what Ring of Honor does because I think it's really cool. Before each match in the pay-per-view, opponents will shake hands before and after the match. Because wrestling Ring of Honor rules, it's great. (laughs) But, so the ref kind of brings both of you in. 
and gives you a signal to shake hands. Is there anything either one of you wants to say as a last thing before we jump into this match? No, uh, I... My my handshake will be definitely a, a sincere handshake, dropping the macho mage facade and being an actual veteran wrestler to this newer wrestler coming in type thing. I'll give him a good handshake. However, still portraying just uh, very MMA. My respect to him for his career, and let's just have a great fucking match. Okay. You separate briefly from the middle of the ring. The ref gives the signal to ding. We are going to begin. So I have predetermined this at the very beginning. So Axel, you are going to start off with the match. So here we go. I guess so then I'll start off with a collar tie. That's that standard collar tie and then start to try to push him back into the ropes. Just straight out the gate. We love it. All right. Much of age. Your response to the collar tie. I am going to attempt a yeah because I can't match him with strength I'm gonna attempt to to slip out and yeah I'm gonna uh, for, first I want to try to slip out of the collar tie so I do and then from the slip out of the collar tie I want to bounce off a rope and see if I can come back and give him a flying forearm okay i will say that you're able to get out and you're able to get the momentum to jump in so axel he macho major gets out of this and he bounces off the rope and is currently coming towards you with a forearm so how do you respond to this flying forearm coming to you i'm gonna think i'm gonna i'm gonna randy orton scoop slam in response see him running towards me Oh, scoop, pick, twist up. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, you easily do that enough. You scoop slam him. So Macho Mage, you are currently on the ground, but you still got some fight in you. So what is your response to being scoop slammed to the floor? I will... I will roll off my back, kick out, and and make some space in between us a little bit. And do that, that stun look. And then I'm going to slowly get up and, and nod, roll the shoulder a little bit, and start to do a start to do the, the walk around thing. And then I will. Oh, man. The I'm, anticipation. <laughs> I am going to run back, bounce off the rope, and act like I'm going for the forearm again, but actually at the last minute dip down and and scoop a leg up so I can have a, a single a standing single single leg lock. Nice. Okay. So I will say you do that. So now you have a hold of Axel's leg. Axel, it is big moment time, so he currently has your leg locked. So this is where we're going to have the first big spot of this match. So what is your intention? Because I'm going to make you roll here. So you're in the leg lock. What is, are you going to do? Leg lock. I'm just going to do a, an enziguri. 
Oh my gosh! Jump and just kick him in the back of the head. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I'm supporting his legs, so that I'm supporting the legs, so he has a, a good base to to get that move to, if he can get that move off. Okay. So that will make it easier mechanically. It doesn't really do much, but it is. Listen, we're building characters, and I'd love to see personality shine. So he's like, all right, let me just do this real quick. All right, so Axel, since you are going to be doing an insiguri to kick him to, up to the back of his head, eh, I'm going to have you roll plus body for this one. <laughs> nine. All righty, so on a nine. So you get you keep the audience's attention, and you also keep your opponent's intent attention. So... There are two things you can do here on a 9. You can either give control of the match to Macho Mage, and then in return, you, Axel, get plus one momentum, or you can continue to control the match. I'm going to take the momentum. Give him control. Oh, So, you, from the position that you're in with this leg lock, you just give Macho Mage an insiguri, and you just land on the mat... Macho Mage, you feel Axel's uh, kick hit the base of your skull, but the consummate professional that you are, you know how to take these. And as you look over to Macho Mage, he just, or Macho Mage, as you look over to Axel, you just see Axel giving you the signal to be like, all right, you're go. So, Macho Mage, you are now in control. So, can I, when he pulls that off, and hands control back to me. Can I still have control of his leg? Yeah, I will say since you're in control. So he kicks you. You loosen the grip a little bit, but then you quickly grab it back. So okay. you are in All control. Right. So what are you doing? And Axel, you landed. Can you just explain how you landed? Just, I'm on my back currently because I jumped up in the air, kicked you in the back of the head, and just fell on the mat on my back. So I'm currently laying down, back up, you have my leg standing. Okay, so I want to, using the momentum, try to do a dropping forearm into him. Okay, so you do that, so you just hit him. Uh, Axel, what is your response to getting elbow? I'm going to sell a little bit and just struggle to go back up to my feet. I'm just going to get on my feet to learn what I'm going to do here. Okay. okay, so you get back on your feet, Macho Mage. All right, yep, no, I let him get up. I try to sell it. I was going for I was going for a pin. He scooted out real fast, so I'll just be like, oh! And then I get do the slow get back up thing and start to, to size him up. I am... Yeah, I'm going to lock up. Let's lock up. Okay, so send to the ring, you guys lock up. Axel, what is your response to getting in lockup position with... Macho Mage. I think I'm just going to try to go for the overpower move and in the lockup try to bring him down to a knee. Oh, baby. Okay, so you successfully do that. As your response, you're able... The sheer power and mass of Axel Macho Mage is beginning to push you and is able to get you to one knee onto the mat. So you're currently in this position, but... It is now the next spot of the match. So from this position, one knee on the mat, the other kind of not. What is your move here? I want to see if I can shoot a quick uh, a, a fireman's carry on him. Okay. So you're going to put him in a fireman's carry. 
So here's what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to have you roll for the fireman's carry. If you are successful, I will have you narrate what you're going to do next. And if not, then we'll go from there. So you're going to put him in the fireman's carry. Axel is a very big dude, and you are trying to show off your strength for years in the business. So, yeah, you're going to have to roll plus body on this one. Okay. Ten. Jeez Louise, so on a 10, the crowd is just going insane. They are living because as you begin to push back against Axel in a sheer force of will, you are able to pick this monster into a fireman's carry. The audience is losing their mind. Your three fanboys are losing their minds even harder (laughs) seeing this. And then they just start yelling, oh my gosh, this is how he won the match back in 89 and blah. And they just go off screaming of how amazing that match was and stuff like that. But you have Axel in this fireman's carry. So before I have you narrate what you do next on a plus 10, you're still in control in the match. And you also gain plus one momentum. So you gained another momentum. So Macho Mage from this fireman carry's position, narrate to me. This next spot. So, what happens from this fireman carry position? All right. So, when we lock up, we do the we definitely do the dramatic lock up where we lock up and we like we we tug on each other and we make definitely make it look like we're both struggling in it. Of course, like I'm making it look like I'm trying to move in, and because he's the immovable mass, he's not going anywhere. So he just comes over top and he pushes down and definitely the the dramatic like slow like the back foot starts to shake and like the knee starts to buckle and slowly go down so when my knee finally goes down after like dramatic pause i'll take my right arm shoot it underneath pull his pull with my left hand pull his shoulder and then bring him up and over like a fireman's and put him on his back and I'm going to try to go for a pin but it's going to be a, a soft pin so if he chooses to to roll out it won't be hard for him to roll out but it'll look like I'm, I'm going for the quick pin okay and so you go for the quick pin so breath comes over one two as the hand is about to tap for three Axel at 2.9999 second like 2.99 count just kicks out all dramatically and the audience is like the the big power kick out where i kick out throw him like really hard like almost standing again yes as the ref's hand is about to come down for three you just big power kick out (laughs) i i want to try to sell it and i want to try to be standing from the cross (laughs) And, like, when I land, I'm just going to be like, whoa, wow, did I get here? Oh, yeah. So that is awesome. And we're going to start this next part of the match. So you're still in control, Macho Beach. So Axel just tossed you back on your feet. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna do the turn, right? And look, is he still on the ground or... Axel, would it be fair to say that you're starting to get up from the ground at this point after tossing yeah, Macho Mage? Okay. I want to try to run to the rope 
that's closest to him. And wait, should I do that? I want to try and climb the turnbuckle that is clo closest to him. And I want to launch off the top of the turnbuckle and deliver a elbow. <laughs> just classic, like, classic Randy Macho Man Savage, just like... As, I'm going to do it because it sounds super cool. I'm going to spend a momentum to interrupt, and I want to get up on my feet and catch him. Scandal! <laughs> we love it! Okay. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. So Macho Mage, you get up on the top turnbuckle, and... Paying homage, because even though this is a fictional game, we pay homage to our wrestling legends. Homage to Macho Man. You basically come forth with a flat, with the elbow. Axel, you, in your ring awareness, sense this coming, and you grab Macho Mage. Narrate what happens next after you grab him. I'm holding him here. I'm going to put him up here, and I'm going to press him up. Okay. So, so Goldberg's gonna... style, so he's in the air in the military press. Okay. So as you are holding him up, I'm going to use one of my creative powers here. <laughs> Macho Mage, as you are ho being hoisted up in this position from Axel, time begins to slow down a little bit for you as the audience and the noise that they're making begins to slow. Until you find yourself in a uneasy kind of calmness and silence. As you're in this precarious position, you are taken aback <laughs> to the first time that you signed your first contract with IAW. So, we are going to be doing a flashback real quick. <laughs> so, Macho Mage... A younger Macho Mage, I should say. You just step into the IAW locker room, and you're surveying the you're surveying the arena. This is a lot smaller, more akin to a high school gym than a full-on warehouse arena that you have seen in the present. And you see a young, gur version of General Manager Stonebrook, as she's more petite, still young. Fresh off the heels of getting this promotion up and running. She sees you staring at awe and walks over to you. Ah, you must be Macho Mage, am I correct? Uh, yeah, uh, that's the name I want to go with. Yep. Oh, honey, we need to work on something with that. But we'll, this, you'll, this, we'll... This voice is, this, I can't, I can't be, good. that's not intimidating. <laughs> Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> Honey, we'll work on that, but... Oh, okay. I am impressed with your resume, though. You have held numerous championships across all the different indie promotions. I'm surprised that you agreed to sign with me. What made you want to sign with this little promotion? We ain't as big, and we're barely getting started. Well, I just really like the freedom that you give to your professional athletes and overall from what i've heard you you 
you treat your professionals well. And I really appreciate that because in this business, we do sometimes get taken advantage of and that's just no good. She just smiles at you. There's a lot of potential in you and I am happy to have you aboard. I will do my best to treat you and the rest of the new signees with appropriate care. And she just looks at this little high school gym. One day, Macho Mage, you're going to have your breakthrough. And you'll know when that moment comes. And she turns to you, Lynn. Our show's about to start in a couple minutes. So let me get you to the locker room and let me introduce you to some of the other signees. Great. Thank you, ma'am. And as you're walking with the general manager Stonebrook into the locker room, Again, your storied career, you have been at the top of a lot of independent promotions and held lots of championships, but the creative freedom that you get as General Manager Stonebrook has mentioned to you from being able to be you and to have that creative control and to make your own mark on the wrestling industry fills you with a sense of pride and it fills you with a sense of a second wind if you will so we flash back to the present where you are currently in this precarious position macho mage i want you to just roll a straight 2d6 roll for me okay so actually that will be enough so you are using the creative move that I created, known as Heart of a Champion. So, in this fireman care, in this position, that memory of you and how excited and how much you love this business and having that breakthrough moment, Macho Mage, I want you to narrate the finishing maneuver of how you're going to get out of here and take down Axel in this moment. So as Axel picks Macho Mage up and he gets to, Axel gets to the pinnacle just enough so his muscles are showing off and the lights are, are gleaming off of his shoulders and pecs and all that. The Macho Mage is going to do shall I say, uh, like the like a, a Lucha Libre or, Mex or, or, or or Japanese style kick out, right? Where he'll kick out of Axel's... He'll kick his legs out of Axel's hand, right? And start to slide behind Axel's back. And as he comes behind Axel, he's going to put him in the sleeper hold. Okay. So... Axel, this isn't your first time working with Macho Mage, so this sleeper is one of the newer finishers he decided to come with. But this time around, he's able to get a good grip around your neck, and you slowly start to <laughs> go to the ground. And as you try to continue to <laughs> get him off, you slowly start to feel yourself get sleepier your eyelids get a little heavier until you're just laying on the floor macho mage you are still holding on to axel ref comes over picks up axel's arm lets it go 
Axel's arm immediately drops. The ref stands up, signals for the bell to ring. Ding. <laughs> Over the microphone, Terry comes into the ring. The winner via... I guess this would be knockout. <laughs> so winner via knockout and your new number one contender for the IAW championship, Macho Mage. All right. Woo. We'll probably be woken up at this point. Yeah. He's going to get up and he, Axel's a big dude. He's going to pick Macho Mage up on his shoulders. So. Yeah, Macho Mage will definitely go to help Axel up, but then when Axel stands up and picks him up on his shoulder, yeah, Macho Mage will definitely, he will revel in it. He will, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you know what? He's, Macho Mage is going to take this pair of sunglasses and he's going to toss it out to his fans. Oh my god. So... This is so. This is Slim. So Slim is the oldest of the three dads, and he catches the glasses as the other two are cheering. Slim cheers along with them. He catches the glasses. He just looks at you in the ring, Macho Mage, and as you two make eye contact, he slowly gives you a nod, and then you just start to see tears of joy fall down from his face as he recognizes that this is the closest an IAW you have ever gotten to a major championship since signing and he believes that this is your moment <laughs> so as the two of you are in the ring as Macho Mage and Axel as you two are celebrating I'm assuming you two shake hands after the match, continue to celebrate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I even give Axel a beef stick. Yes. <laughs> oh, he eats it too. He's hungry <laughs> after that match. He's got another one to go. <laughs> All right. You just invigorated yourself, which is a good thing too. So, Axel, you frig off to back through the trauma bay doors where you go back into gorilla position and quickly change as you and Bjorn get ready. Macho Mage, as you're continuing to celebrate in the ring, you just see Tana from the top of the ramp just look at you, nod, and then she makes her way off the side of the stage. And we cut to <laughs> Terry in the ring. The following contest, scheduled for a 20-minute time limit, is for the IAW Tag Team Championships. The rules are simple. It is full metal mayhem. Tables, ladders, chairs, kendo sticks, any weapon imaginable is allowed. There is no disqualification, no countouts. The only way to win this match is when one member or both members of each team reach up and take both tag titles off of the ceiling. And as she finishes explaining the rules, we are going to get into introductions. So, Cole Club, you will be making your entrance first. So, what does the Cole Club entrance look like for the pay-per-view and what is your guys' ring gear? Everything goes black. 
Can you still hear me? You can hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. My camera is terrible, so I'm going to take that again. Magic of editing. Uh, the, the arena goes black, and it does the red and green lasers, and some epic version of Carol of the Bell starts. Bang, bang, bang. And then we get that cool snow effect. There's that light snow-ish falling from the top, and there's blue lights and things. And then Blitzen walks out all by himself, just stands there. Just this kitten, and a spotlight hits the kitten all by himself. And all you hear is this as if to introduce both Bjorn and Axel walking up behind. And I do that whistle thing again, and the kitten just jumps from like a sitting, just jumps straight up like 6'6", six, six, all the way up to the shoulder, boom, like it's nothing. And, and we stand there amidst beautiful pseudo-Christmas setting. Axel is still with the new mask now, same design, but now red and green does the hop up to the ring to get the Christmas-themed pyrotechnics to go off. And I'm walking around the ring. I'm handing out presents from the sack while Axel's in the ring loving the Christmas stuff. And I'm just, ho, ho, here! Just random gifts that I have there, handing them out to all folks. And then I put the sack on the outside of the ring by the turnbuckle. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Okay. So you two make your way into the ring and do all that good stuff. So next, as your music fades out, next to make their entrance is Harl and Ava of the Bayou Brotherhood. Grassman, I'm going to have you narrate what does the Bayou Brotherhood's entrance look like and what is their ring gear for the pay-per-view? We, as, as mystical as the no one knows where he comes from, he just somehow just quiet. This is a giant ring, right? And there's a ceiling to it? The ring... It, it's a giant yeah. cage, right? No, so there's no cage, but surrounded by the ring is tables, chairs, ladders, like all types of weaponry, but it's still open ring. From what ladders, the, the grassman just appears, and then disappears, and then reappears on one of the tables, then disappears, and then reappears in the middle of the stage. As smoke starts to seep in from the corners of the match, as he puts his hands up, and the name of the Bayou Brotherhood appears, and then he disappears, and Carl and what's the other one's name? So Harl and Ava. Ava appear, and he's just gone. Oh my goodness. So once again, what does their ring gear look like? <laughs> I do not know. Because <laughs> I do not, because I do not know what ring gear is. I keep forgetting that... Okay, so don't worry. We'll, we will train you in the ways of the wrestling world. Yes, yes, you must train me. I am the noob. Okay, so here's what I'm going to... Ooh, I have it. Okay, so here we go. So as the Bayou Brotherhood make their way down the entrance ramp into the ring, both of them are wearing matching outfits. I'm actually going to pull inspiration for some of the actual wrestlers. So... Ava is coming out. Both of them are wearing, like, this faux alligator skin uh, vest situation going on with matching pants. That on Ava's, it has the pattern of the faux alligator, and it's just a simple vest, and she has a shirt underneath. So that's her wrestling gear. Harl, on the other hand, also has that matching vest. He has no shirt underneath. But his shirt is adorned with these rusted, gaudy type of like ch like metallic change just as accent pieces. 
So for those of my listeners who are actual wrestling fans, think of this as closely related to Damian Priest's gear when he walks in. That kind of getup going on with the leather pants and all that good stuff. And Harl just, just in his massive stature, just holds open the top and the middle rope large enough for Ava to just dive through. And then a la Dexter Loomis from NXT just start crawling with on her knuckles in the middle of the ring where Harl joins her. And then they both spread their arms out as the audience is booing and booing. As they should, because this is the heel team. So usually the heels, you boo them, but yeah. To be fair, <laughs> everyone's a heel in this match. Oh, are the Sakura Bombs? Yeah. Are the Sakura Bombs good people? So we'll get to that because <laughs> I originally because I created them as heels, but they gained the respect of the Cole Club, so they're softening up a bit. Well, and speaking of which, clubs, but the Cole Clubs are just all heels, except me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like more. They're more like tweeners. They're like in between. I'm the moral compass of the group, apparently. Yeah, we're all in that weird attitude era gray land, which I think is Oh my gosh, yes. John, John, John. Hey guys, I got 20 bucks on you. Make the Cole Cobb win. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Anywho, so as Cole Club, as you and the Bayou Brotherhood get to your respective corners, the lights once again go out. And of course, the familiar, like, soothing of... The koto string instrument begins to play, but as you were expecting, like baby metal to start hitting as soon as that builds, you both are caught off guard because the soccer bombs have new music for this pay per view. Mm. So, debut new music. So, as that koto begins to build to a crescendo, it basically then begins to. <laughs> it begins to quote unquote the beat drops and so this is more of a kind of like experimental sound the soccer bombs come out in their ring gear their pay-per-view ring gear this time is they are coming out in their tradi- in what they normally wear masks and kimonos but their kimonos instead of being like a darker like red and black is a very nice fuchsia pink going on and their masks are more decorated to look more like smiling kitsune. So like fox spirits. And they come out with the like traditional like paper umbrellas and they spin them in front. And then at the same time, let them go, take off their masks. And then instead of pyro, a shower of soccer bombs just explodes from the top of the stage as they make their way to the ring and as they make their way in, each of them. Oh, oh yes! Don't forget, don't forget to give the Bayou Brotherhood plus one momentum. Yep, I already have that written down. So, as the soccer bombs make their way into the ring, they look at both teams, they nod respectfully, and then, with their fans, they do their little pose. And then they hand the titles over to the ref who puts it onto the rig and it begins to rise up to the very top. Are the okay. ladders already in the ring? There's ladders set up around the ring. Around There's the just, ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, no DQ. 
no dis no DQ, no countouts. This is chaotic tornado tag rules. <laughs> so all of you are basically going to be going at the same time, but as predetermined by me, Cole Club, you get the first narration. So bell oh. rings. All three teams are just staring at each other. You guys make the first move. So who? So both of you are going to go at the same time. <laughs> so who's going to go first? I'm going to grab Axel's hand, and we're going to double clothesline both the Sakura bombs running straight forward. Okay. I catch them both. Ba -ba. That's what we're boom. doing. <laughs> so boom. So Bjorn, without even hesitation, you just grab... Just oh my goodness! Grab. Like dragging a child through the mall. Just come on, buddy! Bam! And we just we go right for him. Okay, so you definitely do that, oh. Axel. So Bjorn grabs you. You both clothesline the soccer bombs, and they both fall to the floor, and both of them are on the ground. So you get to narrate this part. So, uh, what is your next move? <laughs> I'm going to look at the girls on the ground, turn back, look at Harl, and go, big guy, and I'm going to go run over and grab him. Okay. So as the soccer bombs are reeling from that nice maneuver, you go over and you grab Harl. So Harl, in response, is going to grab you back, and both of you are going to have this lockup moment where you're trying to overpower the other. Both of you are monsters, man, so this is a feat of strength. So, while you're doing this, Bjorn, what are you currently doing? <laughs> I want to... How, what's the name of the other Bayou Brotherhood? Harl Ava. And Ava. Ava. I'm going to turn... How close is Ava to me? I will say that she's, like, within the vicinity of you. She's currently watching her tag team partner in this standoff with at your tag team partner of who is the bigger monster. So cool. Her, I'm going her to... there. If you let me get away with this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to turn towards Ava. I'm going to take a few steps and spear her out of the ring. So we both <laughs> go tumbling out of the ring onto the floor. Okay, so you definitely do that. I'm not going to make oh. you roll for it quite yet. So <laughs> you just full you. on spear her through the ropes and both of you land. And for the effect, I will say both of you land and crash through like a stack of chairs. <laughs> that are Absolutely. just on the ring. Stack of so, wheelchairs. Just bah! <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. A stack of wheelchairs. You just go crashing in. Axel, you are currently in uh, <laughs> Monster Off with Harl. So what would you like to do from this position? Uh, I'm going to like push him back into the rope, into the turnbuckle. Fold his arms over. and he's What is he wearing? So he's kind of wearing this faux alligator like vest with like no shirt underneath he took off like the j leather jacket with all like the chains and stuff like that it's like sitting over with where all the rest of the jackets and stuff go okay, now i'm gonna push him back into the corner and in the turnbuckle and fold his arms underneath the ropes <laughs> and start to shush the crowd oh my gosh you're gonna oh okay so you definitely do that you trap harl in the <laughs> ropes. Okay, we're gonna resolve this one at a time. Be Orn, this is your, gonna be your spot. So you and Ava just currently crash through all the wheelchairs and you're outside the ring on the floor. So what is the first spot you're gonna do? I'm going to grab her by the hair and pick her up. I would like to interrupt this. 
Oh. Oh my god. Okay, Grassman, what are you doing? You know what I like to do. Oh jeez, cause shit. <laughs> Fire the t-shirt cannon. Not the t-shirt cannon. Oh, no. Okay. The the Bayou brother picture. I'm gonna shoot it straight for Bjorn's face. Okay. Well, how, I close mean... to, how close am I? Are you like a whole basketball court away from me, t-shirt cannon, or you are like a foot from me going boof with the t-shirt cannon? <laughs> About ten foot away. Okay, so like you're half court, so you're gonna half. Because of the interrupt rule, he spends a momentum, he narrates what happens, and it happens. So Bjorn, as you grab Ava, getting ready to do your move, sure. all of a sudden, you just, like, slow-mo, you just feel, and it's, like, very cartoonish slow motion. Your face just starts going to one side as the impact of the t-shirt hits you, and, like, you're like, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a fall. I'm gonna go straight <laughs> down onto my back, like it knocks me out. I'm gonna do a full dip. But I'm taking her with me. I don't let go of her hair, so we both go down. Ga -da -da. Yes, and she's currently on top of you. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. Of course you are. <laughs> that, that was my one. That, I still have one t-shirt can blast left. So we'll resolve that, because now because of the interruption, Ava is now in control of the mat, in your portion at least. Okay, Axel, your turn. Big spot moment. You currently All have right. Harl tied up into the ropes, and you shush the crowd. Rip off his uh, vest. And smack the shit out of his chest. <laughs> oh, you're gonna give him the Walter chop? <laughs> oh yeah, it's act one of the axle chop. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so technically it's gonna happen anyways, but I wanna see how painful it is. So you're just being a ginormous brute. Actually actually no, this is an exciting maneuver to have, so uh you're gonna roll plus heat. <laughs> so plus heat with Harl. You started with plus one, but because you guys are in this rivalry, you have plus two. So you get a plus two with Harl here. <laughs> okay. So with a ten, <laughs> we love to see it. So the crowd is losing their absolute minds when you just are continuously just giving the axle chop to Harl's chest. So you, in regards to Harl, retain control of the match. And, my good friend... You also get plus one momentum. Oh my goodness. So you're just like, wham. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to be back at the top of the section. So, Ava is now in control of you, Bjorn. Again, I'm okay giggity. with this. Totally fine with this. <laughs> so, as you're coming to, you just see Ava on top of you. <laughs> Sorry, you just said that right at the opportune moment. Anyway. I could make it worse if you wanted to. Oh, like I, She's I on top of you. She's, like, straddling you on the chest. <laughs> Bjorn's slowly coming to. Oh, it's happening? It's actually happening. And so as you fully regain consciousness, you're just met with a haymaker of, like, elbow, like, oh. onto your face. You're like, she's like, ah. <laughs> and I'm just going to start yelling, I deserve that, and just getting rocked in the face. Bam, bam. Somewhere you just hear Bjorn's therapist be like, like, Rechuchov is just like, I sense a disturbance in the force. Exactly. <laughs> I should give him a call. In a I, should, <laughs> I should give him a call. Check his meds. Hope he's okay. Done. Come on, guys. Win. Oh, I've got 20 man. bucks on you. You better win, god damn it. 20 bucks <laughs> on your team. Man, that's a... The grassman in the background puts up five fingers. 
We get paid more than this. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, uh, so that's gonna, what's. Yeah, I'm gonna go take ahead. those shots. I'm gonna take those shots and sell them as as many as she's willing to throw. Okay, so while this is going on, Axel, you're still in control. You're. I'm assuming you finished like giving so yeah, many Axel. I'm gonna leave them in the. Tr I'm gonna leave them in the corner and go to where the Sakura bombs are, and I'm gonna grab both of them and put them, and then try to get them into the corner with Harl. Ooh, okay, so you do that, so technically all three of them are now in the corner, so we'll revisit that, because they're just like, what is happening? Okay, Bjorn, this tiny petite woman is, like, giving you haymakers, so how are we responding to the haymakers? I'm going to roll out from under her on like the last one so that it miss the elbow misses as i roll out boom mm -hmm. i'm gonna slowly start standing to my feet and i'm gonna start looking around for where that t-shirt came from but i don't think i can find it i think i'm looking around like where who threw where's the shirt like I, i'm gonna sell it to the audience like, did you see a t-shirt carrot i just who said where did it come from so maybe the audience is telling me where it came from or it's over there or whatever that is so i'm gonna play okay all right, so yeah, so the audience tells you where the t-shirt cannon came from. So you go on over to where supposedly the t-shirt cannon is. And you find it, as well as the good old Grassman just hunching over and trying to hide. The, the, Grassman. The, the Grassman? I have, I'm going to see what you do first before I do anything. No, I'm going to sell the whole veteran. As a veteran, I'm selling the mat. So I'm going to be looking at you with my back turned to Ava. What do you mean? What are you doing? What did you shoot me in the face for? What? Giving you hell. Waiting to see what Ava does. The grassman's doing like an impish dance. So in response to you, be like, huh, what's going on? Ava's just going to run towards you, uh, Bjorn, with a chair and she's basically going to do a knee strike, but she's going to put the chair in front of the knee and using the momentum, she's going to give you a chair-assisted knee shot to you, to bring you down a peg, to bring you to one knee. So Ugh. this is like, dick. That hurt. Yep, I'll take it. Actually, no. So how do you respond getting put to one knee? <laughs> I'm going to sell it and turn around like maybe half a quarter turn so now i'm on one knee i'm gonna turn and i don't want to let's say ava goes for it again goes for my head but this time i catch it with one hand okay and, and that's exactly what she boom i would like to drop <laughs> god damn it okay so bjorn currently is about to catch this chair shot to the head from this knee strike from Ava, so how are we interrupting this one, Grassman? The second shirt shall be fired. God damn it! <laughs> poor Bjorn. I'm over here chopping the shit out of this dude. He's getting blasted by shirts. Oh, I blast his hand out of the way. Instead of catching the chair, he catches the shirt with the momentum. His arm goes down because he's oh, I got it. Wait. And then I take a chair shot. Bang. Yep. Okay. Essentially, that is what happened, so... I am now out of momentum. <laughs> I cannot do anything. I've done my job. <laughs> so, Bjorn, you are oh. currently dazed and confused, as the kids would say, as oh. you are lying on the floor. Axel, back to you. You currently have Harl and the Sakura Bombs in a corner. 
I am so excited to hear this, but what are you doing? Oh, everybody's getting chops. She gets a chop, she falls away. She gets a chop, she falls away. I'll grab her, use her arm, and chop Harl. <laughs> it's just a chop fest. You're just chopping everybody. It's not a super kick party. It's a chop party. <laughs> yes. Forget the super I'm, kick party. It's a chop party. I'm sorry. I just, every time I see a chop in my head, I just hear, Woo! Oh, my goodness. The audience, yeah, the audience is losing it. All right, so actually, since Bjorn is still currently down from a chair shot, spot time. Axel, you are currently chopping everybody. So what are you doing from this position? After I chopped everybody, I'm going to do what I tried to do last week, but couldn't do it. I'm going to grab one of the soccer bombs and a belly-to-belly, -belly, and I'm going to belly-to-belly suplex her into Harl in the corner. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. I, so I, gonna... I can't save Harl this time. <laughs> All right, so you're just be yeah. So roll plus body for me. Twelve. Jesus, Louisa's okay. So on a twelve, the crowd pops. You retain control of your portion of the match, and you gain plus another plus one momentum. Oh, this is gonna be beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, everybody's okay. getting chops. Everybody's getting suplexes, and we're having fun. I, I have a per I have personally <laughs> achieved my vengeance. I'm good. My my goal of vengeance has been completed. So grass man. So currently you're out of t-shirts. You're just chilling, and you're trying to think of other ways you can possibly figure out of how to intervene on the behest of your clients. So we'll come back to you in a sec. <laughs> Bjorn, as you're laying on the floor over here, uh -huh. you are taken back. To oh. when Axel first got to IAW, you have been there for quite a long time. And actually, at this point, you were, at this point, IAW champion. And you were just about to defend it against a new talent. Not Axel, but a fresh-faced young girl. I think General Stonebrook said that her name was Tana or something. Okay. And so, you've been in this business long enough. You've seen Young's talent come and go. But there's something about Axel that sh there's something there. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm going to walk up to Tana. And I'm going to say, hey. Oh, I believe his... And this is a completely different Tana that you are this used is, to. This is this, right. this is Tana before she was drunk on power. Yeah, this is pre-jaded and angry Tana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's very sweet. Instead of being a badass, like, she's got a baseball bat and everything, her ring gear is, like, cute little overalls with the skirt and pigtails <laughs> with leg bows <laughs> in her hair. So Good. she's, oh, I think the new kid, his name is Axel or something like that. Yeah, Miss Stonebrook is trying to, she's trying to add more legitimacy here. So she decided to scout out some actual MMA fighters. Oh shit! Oh, good. He <laughs> looks, he looks like he's in good shape. Maybe a little raw, but I want to see him, huh? Where's he from? And she pulls up her little notebook. Let me see. I have it in my notes from our, like, locker room meeting with General Store, but. 
I believe it, it, he hails from Strawberry, Arizona. I don't know where that is, but it sounds cool. Holy crap, he's 15, 3, and 2? What's he doing over here? He was killing it as an MMA guy. I don't know. Maybe you should go talk and ask him. Yeah. I'm gonna go look up some of these fights. Axel. 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk away. Just saying that name over again softly. Axel. Okay, so you make your way through the back of the locker room and you find Axel just chilling, sitting in a chair. Cool. I'm gonna say, are you Axel? Yeah. Ask me. I'm gonna put my hand out. Bjorn. Shake it. Nice to meet you, Bjorn. You had a hell of a record, kid. Yeah, I did. Why come here? Loss number three. Huh. You can only take too many kicks to the head. I feel you. I've taken a few myself. Too many kicks to the head, and when you're, uh, your promoter is... Uh, they're not paying uh, you. They're not paying you for not, kicking the head, right? Yeah. They're not paying me. Well, on top of that, they're, <laughs> uh, they're putting every shady trick in the book to get me out of there. I used to fight casinos myself. Smokers... Small things in the bills. Sucks. Yeah, top of that, they're dirty. Try to get them killed. So, yeah. There's anything I can do for you if you need to learn anything. I wouldn't say the ropes because that's a different joke, but if you need a hand or any advice and such, just hit me up. I sleep in the boiler room because I don't have an apartment right now. <laughs> How are you the champion to not have. You know what? Never mind. I do appreciate that. Excellent. Okay. I'm just mopping. It's like I'm going to, he, was the janitor, he was the janitor back then. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we please make him the janitor? He was the, the janitor a long time ago? That, that John be the janitor. Oh my like, gosh, we are adding so much depth. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to reach out and poke Axel's shoulder to make sure he's real. Like you're you are standing right in front of me. That's that's uh, my also, also beyond <laughs> Please keep the boiler clean. I'm not your maid. I know. Keep it clean. I'll stop shitting in there. I'm gonna reach in my pocket, and I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna pull out uh, a little pill bottle, and I'm gonna pop two quick pills and put them in there, and then I'm gonna put it back in my pocket, and I'm just gonna swallow them without the liquid, and I'm gonna tell Axel, been kicked in the head a few times. Sometimes I gotta check and make sure you're there. <laughs> oh ho ho! Ho, 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 and start walking down the hallway. Ho, ho. Uh-huh. Santa Claus. Ho, ho. Um, to be fair, I'm surprised the man's still alive to this day. Ho, ho. Just walking down the hall, like happy smiling now that I've taken those pills. Ho, ho. Oh my god. <laughs> I do, though he does do too much. Axel was very confused and cracks open a cold one and just chugs. Oh my god, I that guy. Have an alcohol or drug problem? <laughs> wow, this got dark real. Well, not even dark. This is more interesting because now I'm, I get to play with this later. But holy mm-hmm. shit! Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. So oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up out of my <laughs> flash of life coma, and I'm I'm on the ground going, oh. John, get up and like grasp It's like no, just shaking his head. No, stay down. Grass stay down, man. So, Grassman, funny enough, you end up finding, like, a third t-shirt somewhere, and you're getting ready to fire her God again. It. <laughs> it's a, it's stay down, old man. 
Oh, jeez. And at and this moment... I interrupt. Yeah! Oh. Sneak down there through the audience and pop over the wall right behind you. And as you're aiming and getting ready to fire that third cannon, I just scoop you up over my sh shoulder and just casually walk up the ramp yes. with you in my arms. Yes. Fuck shit. Yes. yes. Start scratching you like a cat to let yes. go. He's yes. trying to, yes. but Umbra is fed yes. up with everyone's bullshit. John, John, yes, Umbra, get him out of here. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Oh my goodness. Yes. So Umbra, you take the two mats. Grassman yes, and, uh, Grassman and they're, the Grassman is in your arms, but John's also in, in the front of the ramp. Oh, it's man. amazing, we love it, but yes. So, Umbra, you take Grassman out of the equation. So, Axel, you are continuing to just decimate everyone in the ring. Bjorn, Ava is in shock as she is uh, seeing that Grassman is being taken away. And so then, like, in a weird turn of events, like, she slowly, like, goes into a hypnotic state and kind of just casually follows Grassman backstage. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to I'm going to run up and grab her. I'm going okay. to I'm going to uh, pick her up and I'm going to grab her by the hair first. I'm going to turn back into the ring and try and get mm -hmm. the attention of one of the Sakura bombs. Who's currently being chopped at the moment and thrown around? <laughs> but there's two of them. Both of them are being chopped and thrown around. Where's the other one? Axel is. Uh, Axel has Harl and both soccer bonds. Um, oh, they're both there. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to do like imitation karate. I'm being super stereotypical, doing like crane kicks and stuff. And like, okay, crane kicking the uh, soccer bombs and just beating the crap out of everybody in the ring. I'm going to. I, I have achieved my goal, anyways. I'm gonna drag Ava back to the ring. And throw her through the bottom rope. I'm okay. gonna grab a ladder, and I'm going to set it up outside the ring. And then I'm gonna run up to Axel, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna point to each of the Sakura, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Sakura bombs, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, which one don't you need? The same. The one. One. So, so the, the one, one that you're currently not holding is Koji. So Koji is the one that you're not holding. I'm going to get Koji's attention and look in the face. I'm going to point to the ladder and Ava on the ground. And I'm going to say, Tairu no Suprasu. Tairu no Suprasu. Which, and is, she... frog, which is frog splash. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And she just gets this twisted smile and just nods in your direction. And I'm going to let her do her thing. Okay, so she is actually going to grab Ava by the hair, drag her up the ladder. She's going to throw her down, and from the top of the ladder, she is going to frog splash onto Ava, incapacitating both of them as Koji is flying through the air. Just, it slows mo's like a WWE 2K game where it's like flashing photography. <laughs> it's slowly going around as time slows down. And the impact hits. You all feel the ring kind of buckle a little bit, but it's still okay. And it renders both of them uh, incapacitated at the moment. Bjorn, that ladder is right underneath those titles. I'm going for it. I'm going to start going up the ladder. 
Okay, you run up and you get to the top of the ladder. You reach out for the tag titles. You take off one. You take off the second one. The bell rings. <laughs> Terry comes into the ring. Your winner and new IAW Tag Team Champions, the Cole Club. Bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Axel the belt. Hopefully he catches it. Uh, so I'm going to help. Who did the fuck? Koji? Kojia? Who did it? I'm Koji, sorry. Yeah. Koji. I'm, I'm fucking him up. I'm gonna pick her up, and I'm going to kneel mm-hmm. and nod in respect mm-hmm. for that amazing frog splash off a ladder. <laughs> she prostrates herself by sitting on her legs and just gives you a full like head to the mat bow in uh, a sign of respect. And then her sister, Hanukkah, comes over, does the same thing. They both stand up they look at both. They look at the titles, and they look at both of you. They're a little bit sad that they lost the titles, but you can see a faint smile as they both look at you. They fold their hands and they bow, and both of them in unison say, "Round two next time." And I'll and I'm gonna look at Axel and nod, and I'm gonna offer my hand to to both of them, like I'm shaking on it. Okay. They both reach out, they shake your hand, Axel, they also shake yours, and they bow, and they, actually, they both take each of your hands, one, they each take one of your hands, they take you both into the middle of the ring, and then, in unison, they both lift up your arms. <laughs> I'm gonna start yelling, ho, ho, ho! So, Bjorn and Axel with the coal club you have further gained respect from the soccer bombs so now they are on a friendly basis with you so should you need them for anything they're more than willing to help you out now oh and they know i speak japanese a little bit okay i like this plan okay okay so we cut to terry as everything has been set down the following contest is for the IAW Championship match. So, Macho Mage, <laughs> you are back up. So, quickly, tell us what your entrance for this match is going to look like. We're going back to the classic. To The Wizard by Black Sabbath. As the harmonica kicks in, it's black, right? Some smoke starts wisping around. The second harmonica kicks in. The light kind of just does a like a heartbeat, like goo-goo, slow heartbeat thing. But then when when the music kicks in, right? There is pyrotechnics, and Macho Mage is appears standing on top of one of the cop cars that is at the top of the uh, of the entry area there he has his classic wizard robe on he's got his wizard hat his half t-shirt this time it is of uh, it is like a, a light blue but in neon pink it says uh, cool club on it and it's got the uh, tassels 
He's got the shorts. Uh, the shorts have like moons and stars on them and his knee pads and then his boots. In his hands, he has his beef stick wand in his right hand. In his left hand, he has a component pouch. Ooh, what's in the pouch? And as the music continues, he hops from the roof of the cop car to to the hood, then down, and then he starts to, to walk walk the, the runway down towards the ring. The whole time he is doing his spell casting thing to the audience. When he gets to the ring, he'll slide underneath the bottom rope and he'll take a knee and his hands up, up to the sky, and we'll have some pyrotechnics go off. Tana doesn't even give you the time of day. John, you just finished doing your thing. Tana looks at you, John, just, again, doesn't even acknowledge your presence. Walks to her corner. He gives her two middle fingers before leaving the ring. (laughs) No metal! (laughs) Okay. So, Macho Mage, you're going to start in control of this match. Bell rings. Tana just nonchalantly walks to the middle of the ring. She still has her sunglasses on. I'm just guessing Bjorn, Umber, and Axel are all watching this, like, from the rampart. Probably. I'm probably, I'm warming up in the locker room, because I know I'm next. Macho Mage is going to put the, the spell pouch, of course, in the corner. He is going to approach Tana, right? Not Hannah, Tana. Okay. He's going to approach Tana with his meat stick wand. And he's going to be like trying to cast a spell at her. And when he gets close enough, he's going to start just whacking her with the the meat stick wand. (laughs) Okay. So you hit her with the meat stick. She's like at first taking it back. But then she just chuckles and laughs, and in response, she's going to grab your meat sticks and just, like, over the knee, (laughs) break them over, and says, oops. Yes, Chris. Yes, it is exactly what you thought it was. (laughs) I just never thought in this game I would hear those specific words uttered. (laughs) So Macho Mage is going to just shrug? You never expected a grass monster to be in it, but it is. Oh, jeez. Okay, Macho, back to the action. Sorry. Macho Mage is going to shrug and kick her in the hoo-ha. <gasps> Scandal. All right. Now she's pissed. So as you kick her in the hoo-ha, she bellows a little bit. She doesn't go fully to the mat, but now she is pissed. So she's like, game on, little man. And then she runs at you. <laughs> so she's currently running at you. So big spot time. What do you want to do? Oh, this is what's going to happen. All right. She starts flapping her gums. Macho Mage is going to go back and and bounce off the one rope. So then when she starts running towards him, he's going to go running towards her. And I would like to do the thing where where like we we, we cross each other mid ring. And she tries to like swing out or something like that. I like duck it. And then at the opposing ropes bounce off the opposing ropes and then when I bounce off the opposing rope and we come back to the middle of the ring I want to just do a a flying crossbody honor 
So since you just want to do that crossbody, you are showcasing. Yeah, so just technique-wise, I'm going to have you roll plus work for me. Okay. Very nice. As you crossbody her, you take her to the floor, the crowd pops, you are in control of the match, and you also gain plus one momentum. Sweet. All right. So I am going to grab her hair and pick her up with the hair. And it's it it's just I'm gonna give her a do I want to do that? Yeah, I want to do that. Yep, yep. I'm just I'm gonna give her a, a good forearm, three forearms to the face, like one, two, three. And <laughs> Crowd is counting. <laughs> and then on on the third, I am just gonna take take her and do a little jump up and just using my momentum, bring her face down onto the mat. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so you do that in response to her face hitting the mat. She's going to roll over, and she is going to begin to stand up. What is your next maneuver? <laughs> As she stands up, I am going to... Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go over real quick, grab my spell pouch, and open it and fling out what's inside the spell pouch and it's a whole bunch of d4 oh my gosh so then i want to circle my like circle myself behind her so she quote unquote can't see me and i want to do the thing where i tap her shoulder and when she turns around i want to give her the boot to the stomach and then i want to pick her up and just body slam her on the d4 okay so you are going to need to roll for this one so you're being creative and being innovative so you're gonna roll a plus heat with tana so you definitely because you had opposing so she's heal i guess you're the face so that's plus one plus she did fuck you up a couple episodes ago so that's plus two okay so on an eight you keep Tannis' attention, so you can either give her control of the match and you get plus one momentum, or you can just retain control, I should say. <laughs> I want to retain control. Okay. So to... you just basically face first into these stacks of D4s, so you maintain control of this match. So what do you want to do? All right. I... Now, well, she's still laying on the D4. Did she go? Well, I, because I body slammed her, so I wanted to have her back land on the D4. Okay, so we can retcon and say that's what happened. Okay, cool. So I am going to go into a classic figure four leg lock. And just while she's still laying on the D4, figure four leg lock. Okay. So as you're about to do this, <laughs> she is going to spend a momentum and she's going to interrupt. <laughs> Someone stop the interrupt. Can't let her win. Hey, I'm in control of Tana, so I get to... Con I play her as I please. <laughs> so she's going to interrupt. <laughs> oh, wait, I gave him the momentum. I forgot. So she's going to interrupt. So as you go for this figure four leg lock, you said... Okay, so as you go for this figure four, 
in quick succession, she is actually going to use her free leg to kick you in the chest, and okay. she is going to crash you into the turnbuckle. And as you look up to regain your position to go back to what you're doing, in a f- movement that you are not used to, because this is really your first time fighting Tana, period, she goes to the top turnbuckle. So basically what she does is she runs up your chest, she goes to the top turnbuckle, and in quick succession, she's going to give you a corkscrew Vader bomb as she comes down from the top turnbuckle. So she corkscrews, and as she grabs you, and you go face first into your own (laughs) D-Force. Okay, okay, okay. And as she does that, she is going to grab you, turn you on your back, and your back is now on the D4. She goes through the quick succession. One, two. Put on, put on the rope. Oh. oh. Okay, so I'm we're going to... Okay, so you're going to interrupt. Axel, seeing him get, like, as he's being rolled over, was is going to... He's going to simply just... As he's like outside the ring, throw a meat stick at Tana. Oh jeez, here we go. Yeah, you narrate it. Throwing a meat stick because I think if I actually get the match, I might disqualify him. Because <laughs> this is a standard match, correct? Yeah, standard match. Yeah. So I'm just gonna throw a meat stick at Tana. You just throw the meat stick at her, and she's like, "What the hell?" The distractor to give uh, Macho Mage a chance to get out of here. So Macho yeah. Mage, she's not paying attention, so you could reverse this if you wanted to. I will reverse it. Okay. So you reverse it. Quick pin. Now she's on top of the D4. One, two, three. So the bell rings. Yes. Much, <laughs> much. Terry comes into the ring. Your winner and new IAW champion. Macho man. I would like to make the roll. Oh no, what are we rolling? I'm rolling to get this man another audience. Okay, go for it. Okay. See? Okay, it's confirmed. I got a six for the first one. It's confirmed no matter what now. (laughs) Got a ten? Get one audience, Macho Mage. Oh my gosh. This is like the most backwards manager ever. (laughs) It's you're doing. I'm sorry, this is Tana. There is a limit to stuff. This is Tana. We all wanted Tana down. I don't care what I have to do, I'm doing it. Okay. It's like it's like saying, hey, aren't you with the enemies? Yes. But this is a okay. bigger enemy. I'm targeting them. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So my, as you Taking the fact that Terry just said new IAW champion Macho Mage, you just take a moment. You are on your knees in the middle of the mat. Sorry, and you can tell me no to this, but I want to give you this. You just feel tears start coming down your face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As the consummate professional as you are, you break character just for this brief moment. And as you are crying, the referee comes over, kneels beside you, just gives you a quiet little smile, and hands you the IAW championship. 
something you have worked towards for the last 20 years in this company. And this is the first time you've ever held this or any championship in IAW. And as the ref hands you the title, you just do like a Rey Mysterio and you just put your forehead to it and you just continue to cry a little bit. So, oh, yeah. how does so what's going through Macho Mage's mind right now? Wow. Uh, he's just taking it all in. He would definitely get up and do the the four turnbuckle thing where he would go to the four turnbuckles and and hold the hold the belt up again pointing to to the three. Oh, uh, these the, the fan and, club oh. is it's like full on ugly cry. All three of them <laughs> are each other. They're crying. Mrs. Stonebrook is at ringside as she always is for the pay-per-views. And she just comes over to the three gentlemen and she gives them a nod and allows them to come over the barricade to celebrate with you in the ring. Yeah, I will happily have them come in and I will I will actually I'll hand like the Stanley Cup. I will hand the the belt to them so that they can hold it up uh, aloft. And the in the last moments, Macho Mage will break character real quick, and he'll he's gonna look straight at the camera, and he's gonna point at the camera, and he's gonna say he's gonna mouth, "This is for you," and that's towards his wife and kids back home. And so this is such a good moment, Macho Mage. You continue to celebrate with your friends the fan club and in fact as you're celebrating minus tana and the bayou brotherhood the rest of the locker room is standing out at the titantron and they're just yelling and screaming and cheering you on some of the veterans some of the newer stars some of the newbies they all know who you are and how hard you worked to put this company on the map and so they are just yelling and screaming and cheering for you from the top of the ramp. And as we fade to black, the ring is once again cleared, set well, up real, in this... Mikey, real oh. quick. During uh-huh. this, Axel has dragged Tana and is currently getting ready to put her through the announcer table. Oh, jeez. And he's going to, and then yell you know, the mic, that was for wheels. And dropped the mic on her and walked off. Oh my gosh, yes! He's going to do his finisher through the ta- through the announce table. So as you're pulling her up, like breaking kayfabe, she's just throw me a bit to the right so it doesn't hurt as much. <laughs> got you, I got you. <laughs> it's boom! <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so Tana just sells the hell out of it. She's like... <clears throat> Wheels need some retribution too. Yeah, Wheels need yeah. some retribution. So, yeah, so... The Grossman fires a t-shirt cannon at her back. Yes, the t-shirt cannon being used for good. John just... It's the one time I... Axel looks at John and goes, this time I don't want to kill you. Oh, <laughs> oh, trust me, you don't want to kill me. You'll find out soon why. Oh, jeez. Alright, so we do a crossfade, like wipe, and the ring is once again cleared, this time with a steel cage and a bunch of shit just attached to it with the bedlam break championship hanging above the ring 
The following contest is scheduled for one fall and is the main event for the lockdown pay-per-view. Umbra, tell us your entrance and your ring gear for the pay-per-view. Oh, so as longtime viewers may have noticed, during that first episode, I was in a white shirt. As the episodes went on, the shirt got darker and darker. And now, not at the top of the ramp, he's actually standing on the truss right in front of the Jumbotron that's above the ramp. With his back turned in the sleeveless hoodie, black hoodie. Oh my gosh. Yes, I prepared for this shit. (laughs) And all is the hood up. Just his back with the Cole brothers on the back of it. Oh my gosh. Uh, The Cole club. He goes ahead and all you hear is just a like rock metal drums just building up. He turns around and he goes to just fall forward, turns it into a flip, lands in a split as the pyrotechnics shoot up against him as the height of the song goes on. Oh my gosh, yeah. And as always, he just, without even touching the floor, brings his legs together to bring him back up and strolls down to the ring. And (laughs) as he gets into the ring, he's like still doing his thing where he's going up on the turnbuckles, pumping up the crowd and everything. But if you look closely, his eyes are just starting around this ring as he's analyzing and figuring out routes, where to go, what to grab. (laughs) He's like basically pulling a Rain Man. (laughs) Oh, yes. This is his shit. He is a former acrobat. He knows, he knows what, how to plan stuff out. He's ready for this. Oh, jeez, I love it. Oh, my goodness. All right, so... The ref opens the cage up for you, and then you make your way inside. The lights go dim. A very, like, hypnotic, like, hip-hop beat begins to play with just some tribal, like, chanting over it going, Elk. (laughs) And just very simple, nothing too extravagant. A single spotlight hits the trauma bay doors, and shambling through the doors is a very large man wearing a deer mask with antlers and he just looks around and then without missing a beat just walks towards the ring takes the mask off hands it to the ref stands it inside and respectfully but very intimidating walks over to you umbra he's like twice your size both height and mass wise I'm just looking, I'm, I am keeping stone face, looking death in the eyes, just staring up at him. Like picturesque moment, him looking down at me, me looking up at him. (laughs) Chest to chat, chest to belly? (laughs) Yeah, I guess that would make sense. (laughs) So, Elk just nods at you. The bell rings. You are in control. Remember, to win this match, you need to grab that title from the ceiling. Oh boy. Alright. John cannot help you. Okay. <laughs> I think at this 
point he doesn't care. <laughs> Shit. I'm gonna back a couple steps up from him and start circling him, just like bracing myself into a stance. And then, you know what? I'm going to go to charge at him, but at the last moment, go and slide between his legs. Okay. To, so to his back. Oh, uh, okay. So, as you slide through his legs, he's going to look around a little bit. I don't want to say Elk is stupid, but he is... He's more strength than he is cunning. He's not dumb, but it takes him a bit. So he's just looking around. And his response to you sliding underneath his legs is he just looks underneath his own kind of like bending forward. Like, where did you go? <laughs> so he's so currently like hit, bent over looking through his legs, seeing that you went under. I peek my head out and turn up at him and just go and just grab his ankles and just yank. Oh my gosh, so you successfully do that. So like in a full like half flip, he's like on his back on the ground as you pull his legs underneath him. Yeah. And he's on the floor. Okay. He, he so spot time, what are you gonna do from here? Alright. How far away is the cage from the ropes? Is there enough gap so that I could probably run off the rope and grab momentum? I will say, just like in most steel cage matches, like, there's, like, maybe a couple of inches between the ropes in okay. the cage, but there's not that much. So it's going to be a tight fit. All right. In that case, I'm going to get up, move to the side of him, and do basically a front flip into a leg drop onto his chest. Okay, so you're being oof. You're being very acrobatic with this, so roll plus body for me. Plus body. Alright. That's gonna be a four. Oh, buddy. So that is a botch. Mm -hmm. So as you come in for this leg drop, <laughs> Elk sees you coming with the leg drop. And as you are coming down, he's going to quickly stand up, catch you by the legs, and then grabbing the other one, he's going to full on Cesaro. So, so I'll show you image, but he's going to full on Cesaro, like swing you in a circle, holding onto your legs before letting you go as you crash into the cage. <laughs> And now he is in control of the match. So as you come crashing into the cage, he's going to grab you and he's going to put you on top of your his shoulders and he's going to basically give you a power bomb to the mat. Okay, so now I'm on the mat. Yes. So I'm going to... I'm going to sell it. I'm just going to roll over, like, get into a very low stance, like, almost holding his back. And his the wheels in his head are turning and trying to figure out what next to do. He's going to start, like, slowly backing up towards the cage, to one of the edges of the cage. How far is there anything where 
on the cage close to where he is, close to the bot to the ropes that he can grab. There is, funny enough. Let me roll this random chart real quick. Alright. <laughs> of course it would fucking give you these. There's a pair of nunchucks. <laughs> oh so I'm in that low stance with my hand on my back trying because of that stun that power bomb but i'm like i can tell that the nunchucks are behind me and i'm just i'm not giving away i'm gonna try not to give away that i'm about to grab them but i'm about to grab them <laughs> all right you grab them and elk doesn't notice you so he's gonna walk on over and try to take you again to pick you up and give you another power bomb and as he gets close i grab the nunchucks Swing him, basically swing him around into basically uppercutting him with the nunchucks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so you uppercut him. So he is going to now big spot time, really from the nunchucks. He's going to try to grab you and mm -hmm. he's going to try to pick you up and give you a backbreaker. So let me see if he does this. Oh. Gosh dang it, now you don't want to roll for me? He botched it. So, narrate how you get out of this and you get control of the match. So is he, so he's picking me up for, for a backbreaker? He's, he's yes. off guard, he doesn't have his manager anymore. So I'm basically on, I'm, I'm on his shoulders. Correct. I will, from his shoulders... I loosen myself, like, I'm able to pull his hands off of me, and I just spin myself to essentially take him down using my legs around his neck down to the ground. Yeah, so you definitely do that, so that's like a, I guess that would be like a head scissors, but yeah, so you basically yeah, I, take him to the ground. Uh, I'm thinking... Like, you ever see Rey Mysterio when he runs up and basically does j jumps up with the legs and pulls him down? I'm mm -hmm. basically doing that, but I'm already on his shoulders. <laughs> Just a, a, a Hurricane Rana. Yeah, yeah hur Hurricane Rana. That's what it's called, yeah. It's a yeah. half Hurricane Rana. <laughs> it's a half Hurricane Rana because you're already there. Yeah, yeah, so you give him a half Hurricane Rana and Elk goes flying forward. So, yeah, you're in control of the match, so... That title is sitting nicely above the ring. Do I see a ladder anywhere? There is well, no ladder in sight. You do see that there is part of the cage. And being the calculated person you are, you probably couldn't make the jump. Yeah, I, I know I can I, I know I can make the jump. <laughs> I was gonna do something cool, set up the ladder, and then go up the cage and basically jump off and grab the title and sit on the ladder. <laughs> But no, okay, if we're gonna do that, Recon, there's magically a ladder. <laughs> oh, no, 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 the Grassman drops oh, no. a ladder. <gasps> no. no ladder. I am. I wanna save it for my finisher. Okay. So, oh. I'm gonna start dragging Elk closer to the center of the ring, but just a little off center. And then I'm going to start scaling the, skate, the stage, the cage. Okay, so you scale the cage. No problem. Elk is still reeling from getting her half her coroned. So what are you... Jeez Louise, Axel, what are you going about to do? Axel? Umbra, listen, it's been a long day. <laughs> so, I do apologize, though. What are you about so to you, do, Umbra? You know what? 
Screw it. I'm here. He's still on the ground. Let's do this. I'm going to be at the top corner of the cage. I look out into the crowd. I go into my JoJo pose. And I go and go to backflip. I, like, push harder off this cage as I've ever done off the turnbuckle. So that I'm backflipping and grabbing the title. But I'm going to land a move onto Elk. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Alright, I'm not even going to make you roll for it because that is so fucking cool. <laughs> so, you do this effortlessly. As you backflip, you grab that title and you land on Elk. And Elk Holy is just like... Shit! You're I even supposed just give it. Listen, one thing that you guys have to realize is, is that, yes, mechanics are important in a game, but if you creatively come up with something fucking cool, I need to reward that. It's called hey. the rule of cool. Yeah. Yes, the hey. rule of cool. I gotta do a, outdo what I did in my last match. Alright? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, you backflip off, you get this title, and on your way down, you just, like, bam, on top of elk and you just do the finishing pose your winner and inaugural bedlam break champion the umbra tap so at this point umbra umbra just hit the mat with on uh, on top of elk and once he realizes he landed it he just sits right up and like <laughs> wide-eyed holding the title oh just speechless, unable to make any sound, and he's just frozen, just sitting there. <laughs> just, like, looking at the title. Oh my goodness. So, as you're looking at this title, Umbra, you there's a couple of realizations. Just like your other friends, this is the first time you've ever held gold in this company. All of there, you. There are obvious... Never, yeah. There's tears. obvious tears. And so, all of you have... This is your first time holding any type of gold since being a part of IAW. And Umbra, as you are taking it in, from the top of the ramp, you see your friends. You see the new IAW champions, Bjorn and Axel. The new IAW champion, Macho Mage. And John John has blitzed on his shoulder for some weird reason. <laughs> I'm gonna run to the side of the cage closest to the ramp and just climb up it as fast as I can and essentially go and sit on it facing them and just hold up the title. <laughs> Me and Biora respond likewise with our titles. <laughs> we just swept that! The Cold Club is the dominant force in this company. We have <laughs> all the belts. Oh my yeah. god. And you just see, he's like, uh, Umbra's like a little mess. kid. Like, he's just a blubbering mess, just kicking his feet. Like, he's like, oh my god. Alright, Macho Mage, what are you in solidarity with your friends oh, yeah. holding up oh, the yeah, titles? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And John is just holding up Blitzen. Blitzen, yes. Hold up Blitzen, and Blitzen just gives you a little cat salute. <laughs> yes! Yeah. So, the camera focuses on you guys, and with the audience is seen, it's just like a split screenshot of you, Umbra, on top of the cage, celebrating. 
your friends celebrating while holding up their titles. Confetti just begins to shoot and rain out. And Tony Delante, our commentator, says, Ladies and gentlemen, what an amazing pay-per-view. We thank you for watching. What is in store for our new champions? You're going to have to come back to Insane Asylum Wrestling next week to find out the fallout from lockdown. But until then, signing off from our crew, this is Tony Delante. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen, and wrestle on. And that is where we're going to end tonight's episode, you guys. Holy shit, you survived the first pay-per-view, and you guys swept the matches. All of you currently hold all the gold. When you, when you were saying that he was on the ground, I was just like, is he telling me to finish this? Is he? Uh, is it time already? <laughs> shit! Uh, okay, this is, this is going to be news for next match. If I'm saying this to you guys now, am I allowed to tell him, Mikey? Yeah, that it's your go ahead if you'd like. I'm your new co-manager. <laughs> we'll work out the details, but and yeah. Do not hire a manager that can be bribed with fish. First rule <laughs> of acquisitions. Hey, hey, don't you insult Blitzen. He's oh, the no. manager to ever exist. Oh no. They came they came to a mutual understanding. Yes, I I give <laughs> I give him says you're okay, you're fine. I get I gave him two old cans of salmon. And I became a co-manager. That seemed like a fair trade. So, oh my goodness, but you guys, that was... We went a lot later than I thought we were going to, but, man, you killed it. Oh it was my good. god. I've got my revenge. I, awesome. I, I am going to create my own move now. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, oh yeah, I got one, too. I got a championship title. Uh, do, I hear what, do, I hear what, do I hear what I want to call my move? Go for it real quick. <laughs> the motherfucking t-shirt cannon. <laughs> yes. We, I love it. But so, later. I, I also have, also I forgot about this. Until this is official, I do not get one point because I'm not their manager yet. <laughs> so I don't get that point yet. But I got one from the other team. So I got all three. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So now that I, you're I, managing I, the Cole Club, how the Bayou Brotherhood is going to feel about that. <laughs> Oh, I'm still gonna, I'm I'm still gonna give him managing advice. I'm just gonna give that to whoever is the grass man. We'll establish this. Adolfo, you have a comment question. I really do quick too. question. Really quick yes. question. Yes. So my want was the adulation of the crowd, which you got, which I got. So then that means that. You get plus. You get to go up a step so in your get, audience. <laughs> but then I get an advancement because on my sheet it says you satisfy your want. I can get an advancement. Yep, you can spend it now or you can bank it for later. But that is up to you. Okay. I, I'm, I'm spending one yeah. of my. I'm spending one of my advancement to gain another plus one to the crowd, to the audience. <laughs> That's what I did with my last one. I I banked my advance for this. The question to you, Mikey, did I get the audience on this one? Dude, you're the inaugural Bedlam Break champion, and you just pulled off a sick move. So, of course, the audience is behind you on this one. That puts me in top spot. As you should. (laughs) Did I get any audience? You know what? (laughs) I'm guessing no. No, not this time around. I, I rarely get audience unless I do my move and give myself audience. I'm the guy who helps you guys. 
but dragged yes. you out of there. I was like, nope, you're done. <laughs> Alrighty. But listen, no, do, do you guys want to hear about my whole, like, non-magical explanation of the grass man? So let's talk off camera because we do yes, need to sign off to this recording really quick. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, so this has been a wild episode. And for those of you listening, thank you for sticking with us.